According to research, only 8% of people actually achieve their goals. That means 92% of people set out to make a change in their personal life and fail. Allow me to be a little more blunt. Change is hard and based on the data, 92% of you are not going to change your body, habits, financial situation, career prospects, launch that venture. This short podcast explains how you can get into that 8% to change whatever you want to. One study shows that when doctors tell patients, you will die if you don't change your habits, only one out of seven make the change. The rest die, unable or unwilling to change. Hi, I'm Claudia and you're listening to The Brain and Brand Show, where you'll hear science and inspiration from guests like neuroscientist Dr. Tara Swartz. Hey guys, I'm Timothy Maurice and this episode is dedicated to everyone in the greatest fight of their life, a fight within themselves, to everyone who looks in the mirror in the morning hoping to overcome resistance and become the better version of themselves. This is for you. I want you to know that I'm rooting for you. Change is hard and that's why I'm sharing with you this episode. I want to bring you a concept that I learned at business school at MIT called the immunity to change. I had the pleasure of being taught by Dr. Deborah Ancona, the founder of MIT's Leadership Center at the MIT Sloan School of Management. Dr. Ancona shared a book called The Immunity to Change, How to Overcome It and Unlock the Potential in Yourself and Your Organization. It changed so much in me. The book is by Harvard University researchers Robert Keegan and Lisa Lasko. Keegan and Lasko discovered that if you want to change, Motivation and desire simply aren't enough. I speak to my professor, Dr. Ancona, to give us a snapshot of what the immunity to change is. After I speak to her, I'll share four immunity to change strategies. Enjoy. The basic theory behind immunity to change is that uh, when we want to make change happen, uh, we say that we want to make change happen and we do all these things to try to make change happen uh, but very often it doesn't work. Our ability to actually change is limited uh, and more often than not it doesn't work. Uh, the immunity to change framework gets us thinking about competing commitments. That is we have one foot on the accelerator of change but our other foot on the brakes. That is there are some things that we do to protect ourselves that inhibit our ability to actually change. How much does the environment and the spaces around us impact this sort of immunity to change as well? Uh, well, the environment is certainly plays a role uh, because a lot of our assumptions remain hidden. Uh, and the way in which people tend to see us is in a particular way. So without even thinking about it, some of the people around us are actually inhibiting change because they have expectations of us and the roles we're going to play and the behaviors we're going to enact. And so uh, we're nervous and scared about deviating from those said behaviors. Uh, so that's an inhibitory force, but so is our own thinking. Of the big part of immunity to change is not only the cultures that inhibit us and the other people around us, but our own thinking patterns. For organizations to thrive, I know it's something you, you are very passionate about. Uh, leaders should really champion this idea, really be open to 
finding out what their hidden commitments are and really going through this process. But for people at a lower level who are going, my leader is just not there, uh, what can they do to sort of to begin this process? Well, so there, there are different um, – we're talking about two different things, the individual and the organization. Uh, and so I, my point of view for the individual is that – we can always improve. We can always do better. This is uh, an economy in a world in which uh, you may be switching jobs a lot. And so your ability to continuously change and develop and improve your skills is something that is a lifelong skill that you should take on no matter what your level, no matter where you are. Uh, you should be thinking about what's keeping me from moving ahead, how can I fight those demons, and how can I continue to develop as a person. That said... Um, environments are not necessarily helpful uh, in in that process, and there, um, I think you have to sort of see if you've got a toxic leader, then maybe you want to put your head down for a while and not try to do too much if you're at a low level, because trying to change a power structure when you don't have a lot of power can be a difficult thing. On the other hand, what we see happening around the world in the face of toxic leadership are people coming together and saying, this is not okay, and that is also another part of what we teach in distributed leadership, that together getting people um, to try to push for change is another way to, to deal with the environments, the toxic environments that we have. So uh, it really sort of depends on what you feel you're capable of doing and how you might engage not just yourself, but people around you. Thanks, Dr. Ancona. What I love about Keegan and Lasko's research is that instead of labeling resistance as bad, they wanted to see what was good about it and how was it serving you. For example, I want to get started writing my next book, but I've discovered in the immunity to change model, I have to identify what I'm enjoying about the resistance that's keeping me from modifying my behavior. So in my case, I'm enjoying Netflix and documentary series with warm popcorn more than I'm enjoying writing. But stay with me, it's not so simple. So let's say in your case, you may want to become a better listener, but are currently enjoying being seen as an expert. So your deeply held beliefs about your identity being an expert is far more fulfilling than listening. So changing your habit of asserting your expert opinion. Changing this to become a better listener will only happen if you unearth what you're already committed to that's keeping you from changing. In my case, it's not so much that I'm lazy and don't want to write. It's that my deeply held beliefs about deserving popcorn and a documentary after a long day is hidden and buried in my programming from my childhood. I used to watch my father end a long day and reward himself by popping his popcorn, so I internalized this as the most satisfying and gratifying way to end a day. Working further after a long day was never programmed in me. It was never an attitude or a belief. So if I want to change it, I've got to understand the power of what I'm getting from my Netflix and my popcorn. Whether it's you wanting to be a better listener or me wanting to write, or someone wanting to lose weight. The immunity to change model shows that our brains have one foot on the gas pedal and one on the brake. To lift your feet off the brake and press forward, consider the following four immunity to change steps. Number one, define the goal. Be clear, what do you want to change? Number two, 
What are you currently doing or not doing? Example, asserting your opinion versus listening. What is the thing you're doing versus not doing? Number three, what are you committed to? Basically, the thing you're enjoying, in my case, relaxing and rewarding myself. You've got to know what you're committed to. And number four, and lastly, what is the big assumption? Identifying this is vital. For example, it's possible that if I don't reward myself at the end of the day, after a long work day, I'll feel like a loser. And this is buried unconsciously. And you, if you want to be a better listener, if you start listening... It's possible you'll feel weak. So that feeling of being strong as an expert is far too fulfilling for you to start changing. It's in these feelings where the immunity lies. It's why the change is not happening. Right there in those feelings. Once you begin to address the immunity or that feeling that you are committed to that's keeping you from changing, well, then you have a chance of joining that 8%. The 8% who actually achieve their goals and make the change they desire. You can't change. I'm rooting for you. Feel free to reach out to me if you would like more info or support on the content of this episode. TMW at TimothyMaurice.com or podcast at TimothyMaurice.com. Jeff Bezos said, what's dangerous is not to evolve. I want to see you evolve. Until next time.